Kia ora, I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And I'm Molly. And you're listening to... Pimpod! Kia ora, and welcome to this week's episode of Parent Pod. How are you, Georgia? Good. How are you, Catherine? How are you feeling? How many weeks are you? How's your belly? Um, <laughs> all the questions. Um, yeah, I'm really good. Actually, so exciting. This is my... I've now had almost an entire week of no medication <gasps> and no no sickness like well no throwing up bit of nausea but this is so exciting I just am so chuffed you're over the hump oh you're well you're through it through it yeah over the hump and I cannot believe the difference in in like how I feel mentally as well just it makes oh you just realize that everything was a little bit harder yeah. or a huge amount harder oh. when you don't feel well. And I just am like, oh, like everything in life just seems incredible now. Everything seems amazing. Oh, that's so good to hear. I'm so pleased for you. That's, yeah, that's been a long was, time of you not feeling good. Oh, it's been, I said the other day to Matt, like four months of my life I feel has just been really quite difficult or everything's just felt harder than it should and, to come out of it you just yeah whole new outlook on life yeah amazing this sounds very dramatic but no oh my gosh but it is so true and I think like if you haven't been in that position you're like what but if you know you know oh yeah I think like it is totally the best way to describe it is I feel like I've had a four-month hangover yeah all day every day have been hungover where you just feel like tired and unwell and maybe a bit weepy that you yeah. drank too much the night before. Is that? And the hangover is over. Oh, yay. Oh, well, touch wood yay. that heartburn and all those other fun things. Georgia, I knew you were going to say that. Touch wood. <laughs> touch wood. It's, it's not. I'm hoping this baby will be smaller or maybe I'll grow a few inches in the next few weeks. So there's more space in my abdomen for this baby and less chance of heartburn but you know enjoy the good times while it's here yeah so one of my neighbors actually said oh how exciting third baby and she said that if you're if you're having three you might as well just go for four (laughs) if she'd said that comment to me like three weeks ago I would have been like you're having a laugh don't speak to me ever again yeah but she said it to me just yesterday I was like, oh yeah, four. <laughs> you? <laughs> it's not happening. It's not happening. But <laughs> I definitely saw that in a very different way to to how I would have felt three weeks ago. Yeah, you're in the you're in the good part of pregnancy at the moment. Yeah, the, it is. It's that sweet spot. It I'm is only in my second trimester for another like five weeks yeah. or something. Oh, no longer. But I'm like, I'm in this sweet spot of it's just great yeah yeah oh I'm so pleased you're feeling better and that's the thing when you've got two young kids as well like it is so important to be feeling good so very happy for you oh thank you um should we get into this week's episode we've got um a really great chat with Brit and um we chatted to her for quite a while and we didn't want to cut any of it out so we yeah we'll just leave the episode here for you all yeah definitely worth a listen an awesome an awesome uh, mum talking about blended families and um you know being a young mum and a single mum it's such a great listen it is yeah enjoy our guest today is Britt who we actually met via instagram Britt is a wedding planner based in wellington and mum to the lovely nadia who is 12 tate who is four and ledger who is 10 months old Britt is going to chat to us today about being a young solo mum dating, co-parenting, and life as a blended family. Um, so, Britt, could you start by giving us a bit of your background and your parenting journey so far? Of course. Hi, guys. Thank you. Lovely to meet Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's really nice to be here. Um, so, a bit about me. Yes, yeah, so I live in Wellington, um, born and bred here, so not 
I know that you guys are from like parts of the world or something. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm born and bred in Wellington. Um, oh, are you? Where are you from, Georgia? Um, I'm just from Timaru and live in Christchurch now. So nothing exciting. Oh, so you, said, so you still move, yeah, yeah. which is good. I'm, I'm actually technically like the only Kiwi mum from the trio. Ah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have three children, Nadia, Tate and Ledger. All my children were born via C-section. Um, I had Nadia in a previous relationship. Uh, we were quite young, so I was 20 and her dad, Josh, was 21 when we had her. Um, we ended up separating and we've been co-parenting for 11 years now. And it was started off rough. It's definitely improved and like it was something that we really wanted to uh, focus on and make sure it was a really healthy co-parenting relationship. Um, I met my husband, Tyson, when she was three and a half. Uh, we got married five years ago, and I knew I wanted to have more babies, so there was lots of uh, talk at our wedding about, all right, get started now, and <laughs> more babies to come. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we did start trying straight away, and we got pregnant with Tate within, like, two to three months after the wedding, oh, um, and then, yeah, so that was, like, really, really special to have him, and have a boy as well, so we had a boy and a girl. And then yeah. um, when Tate was about two and a half, I was like, yeah, we're ready. I think we're ready for another one. And then we had Ledger. It took a little bit longer this time to get pregnant. Um, so from Nadia being a surprise <laughs> to, you know, Tate taking like three months and then Ledger taking about eight months um, to get pregnant. But um, yeah, so I was 20 when I had Nadia. I was 29, 28, 29 when I had Tate. And I was 32 when I had Ledger. Oh wow! Did it feel? Did Did you notice a difference? I know. I know. People have said to me, "Gosh, the difference between having a baby in your 20s and 30s in terms of exhaustion." It's, Do you reckon that's true? It's so different. I feel like really. I feel like when I was 20, I had I went to a 21st like 10 days before I was due with oh, Nadia. Wow. Okay, so my background. I'm going to start from kind of the beginning. Yep. Because it does place some like core parts, I think, about how my parenting is and how my co-parenting is as well. So um, I was raised by my dad. My mum passed away when I was nine months old. So this is like like hugely. Oh, thank you. I I mean, it's like a part of my life I literally know no different. But it has been a huge impact on. on my parenting and on my co-parenting and and things that I go through so um when my mum passed away my dad actually hired a nanny and this nanny moved so it was a a live-in nanny so he hired a nanny and she had a six-month-old daughter so I was nine months old this nanny moved in she had a six-month-old called Hannah and um, we've just been close ever since. So we lived together for about two years at that time when we were little. And her mum had us in the day and we were kind of like, you know, raised by her mum. And people thought we were sisters. We do look quite similar, which is a bit strange. But um, we were raised together and we've just kind of been close ever since. So she's actually been a really core part of my journey and my life as a mum. She's really stepped in as my support team and things. So... I had to mention yeah. her right at the start because she just ends up being a big part of my journey as a parent. Um, oh my gosh, that's amazing. How special. Yeah. So I say she's my yeah. sister from another mister. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, gosh, not an easy thing though. And like, it must have been incredibly challenging for your dad. Yeah. He was 24. And I just think there's not many 24-year-old guys I see now that I look at and could be like, man, you could be a solo dad, you yeah, know? Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I was raised by my dad and in my mid-teens, my dad actually remarried a woman from our church. So when I was 15, I got a stepmother. Um, they ended up having two kids. So they were a bit older, but they still wanted to kind of grow our family. Yep. So they ended up having kids. So I became... 
a sister officially when I was 16. Um, and how was that? And then, like welcoming that them was, into your life. Yeah. I mean, I, I lost the plot when they told me, like, I was so excited um, because all my friends had siblings. And then I felt like I was just a lone ranger. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not even like the only child that's like super spoiled. I'm just an only child with, <laughs> you know, my dad that hangs out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when I when they got married and they had my brother, I was like, I didn't even actually know that they wanted to grow the family. I thought it was. Yeah, I don't know. So when they told me, it was like a shock as well. Yeah. Oh, that would have been so um, nice. And I just apparently, yeah, I must have screamed and stuff because when they told me about my the next prick, so they had two under two. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So then my sister was born when I was 17 and a half. And before they told me, they said, don't scream because your brother's asleep. <laughs> because I screamed so much when they told me they were pregnant with yeah. him. Um, so yeah, so they, um, so they had my brother and my sister in like my late, well, mid to late teens and obviously two under two, which I totally understand now as a mum with multiple children, that would have been a very tough time for them. Yeah. Um, but I think it just got a little bit sour in how like, oh, not sour, sour's probably not the right word. It got, um... It just kind of felt like, you know, mum and dad and the two under two and then this, like, random teenager in the middle. And it just felt like, you know, they were doing lots of small children activities and, like, you know, family days aimed at them. And I just kind of was like, I just want to hang out with my friends. I don't want to do this kind of thing. And um, it kind of started feeling like I didn't really fit in at home just because of, like, you know, the parents and the two small children and me just being chucked in the middle. And I guess you'd had so long with just you and your dad, so that's what you were used to, to then navigate, like, uh, you know, another woman in your dad's life plus two children. I can imagine that would have been extremely challenging. And over, it was, like, two and a half years that all of us happened. Yeah, of course. And they didn't date for very long. Um, I think because they were, you know, being in the church, they wanted to do it yeah, right. So yeah. they got married pretty quickly. <laughs> um, so they got married, yeah, when I was like 15, had my brother at 16, had my sister at 17. Yeah. So it was like a very quick turnaround in my life of being like me and my dad to now a family Yeah, that's a huge difference. Huge difference yeah. in three yeah. years. Um and obviously being a woman, she came in and there were things that she was like, ooh, we don't do that in our yeah, house, you yeah. know, like, and there were things that had to change. And I remember being like, but dad, we've always done that. And he was like, yeah, apparently we don't do it anymore. Oh, yeah, that would have been so hard <laughs> to navigate. Like, yeah, and it was like, oh, okay, kind of like feeling out. So she moved in with us. I think that was maybe to cause less change yeah. for me. But then as soon as they were pregnant, we moved to like a brand like a fresh start right yes and then um and then we moved again when they got pregnant again it was like they needed (laughs) more space i know they needed more bedrooms um so yeah so then we moved again so i was yeah 17 and a half when my sister was born and it just kind of got really hectic really quick with the two under two situation and I was just about to go into like my seventh form or year 13, um, <laughs> seventh form year. And I just remember thinking like, I'm, you know, about to turn 18 and I've got this like family life at home. I don't, I guess at the time I didn't maybe think of it like that. But right now, like, you know, now as I'm older, I realize that it was, I really didn't feel like I fit yeah. in at home and, and was kind of left to do my own thing as well because they were so busy with the two kids so yeah because of that I think um it just caused a little bit of like headbutting and conflict at home because I was coming home at whatever hour I wanted and they weren't really they weren't really bothered because they were so busy with the little ones so do you feel like that almost made you like act out a little bit like looking back now a little bit was I a wee bit naughty (laughs) I also think it made me feel like I have no rules. Yeah, yeah. Um, because no one's watching yeah. either. 
um, I just got my full license that summer as well. So I remember thinking, like, man, the li- like the world is my yeah. oyster. I can do whatever I, <laughs> I can, want. I can drive at two in the yeah. morning. I can, you know, whatever. So, um, and then obviously when I turned 18, I think, yeah, it really took, it, you know, another leap for me because now I was like, well, technically I can do everything you can do. Yeah, now. of I can, course. I can go drink and I could buy cigarettes if I yeah. wanted and whatever. So... I think there was this level of like, well, you don't need to baby me. You can baby them like the children, yeah. but I'm not. A I'm child. an adult But now. I was, yeah. But you don't realize that you're not until you move totally. out. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Because you're still, you might think you're an adult, but you won't pay no yeah. bills and you got no stress of life. You know, like when you're at home with your parents, you just, you just, I don't know. That's all you know. And you right? probably don't realize how good you have it. No, totally, totally. Um, okay, so yes, yeah, so after I turned 18 and all the clashing was happening, uh, I had a like big chat with my dad kind of about how the family was working and what would be best for how the family was like going to function pretty much because it kind of wasn't working with 202 and then me kind of almost like a flatmate yeah. coming in and out when I wanted, making mess, like not really caring. Yeah. Um, so he suggested for the, for the better of, I don't know, for the better of our family, um, he suggested that it would be best if I moved out. A month later, I found a rental, which was probably only like five to 10 minutes away from where they lived, but I, like, I wanted to stay local. So I ended up, um, moving out. My friends thought it was so cool because (laughs) I had my own flat and, um, well, I moved in with another girl. Yeah. But, you know, I had this flat and I was having parties every weekend and I was 18 so I could buy the booze and everything, like, seemed so much fun um, from their point of view, I think. But it was, like, a really big reality check when I moved out. And I was like, man, I just mm. – I only own a bed and some drawers. And – nothing else i have no idea how to really cook and did your dad have much involvement at that point like was he checking in on you each day or not at all so he he had a truck from his work so he um the day i moved out he like packed up my bedroom furniture and stuff and brought it to the flat and we like he helped me move in and you know so we had kind of like you know that relationship where he still helped me get in the house but there was no like come over for Sunday or no care packages in the week or like no checking in on like house finances how's so I had to drop out of school because of this as well um okay so I moved into this flat and it didn't last long the person with like the lease ended up moving out two or three months later I couldn't take that on by myself so I ended up moving and over a year I lived in six different places which was a lot um I had moved a few times like during my childhood with my dad but not like this intense in such a short time yeah so yeah I ended up actually living back with Hannah oh um so after all these like movements and stuff we both got to a point where we actually both needed somewhere to live and we we kind of just felt like we needed each other and she had been through some stuff in her life I was trying to find my feet I just got out of a like a couple of uh, I just got out of a relationship and so yeah it was just time for like kind of a fresh start a fresh house and ended up she needed it too so we got a house together um and we hadn't lived to, with each other since we were two so this was like we were 19 yeah. now and uh we were both like out of home we both had full-time jobs so at this point after this year I was a full-time daycare reliever so I was working with kids all the time um Hannah and I both worked in the same town in Tower. so we like would drive to work together and uh, we just like I don't know it was just the best we had so much fun we're always out together and stuff and I felt like I was like finally kind of settled yeah. um, she had kind of a similar late teenage age as me um, just kind of like trying to grow up really quickly due to family things and so her and I both kind of brought through what we had both learned very quickly over that year and just moved in and we just had it sorted like we just had 
bills were like going out and the house was clean and we were like yes we've got Aww. this and I remember saying like <laughs> we're, yeah, we're like we're gonna live here for 10 years that didn't happen <laughs> I got pregnant five months Aww. later <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we were like um yeah we really thought it was gonna be like we really thought this was it we're gonna Forever. yeah we're just gonna do this <laughs> we're gonna like be here together and pay our like pay our bills and work hard and make money and yeah had this like big mindset and then we went out one night and she introduced me to a boy and um (laughs) so we started dating and it was very very chill easygoing um and then yeah so I turned 20 and then it was like a month or two after I turned 20 that I found out I was pregnant with Nadia and that was a big shock it wasn't planned obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> um that was yeah it was a big shock and it was kind of like I went into this new set of like oh my gosh I've got to change again yeah um yeah did you feel like you so then just like, like found your feet and got it sorted and then that was a whole yeah, another absolutely. change I was like oh crap oh, man yeah. like I've just I felt like there was this teenage part of the family change and then there was this like personal change in how I grew from being like out of home, becoming an adult, actually finding my feet, finding a place where I felt like I belonged. And with Hannah, I felt like Mm. she's from my, you know, the earliest memories of my life that I, you know, I was like, I feel safe with her and living with her and um, we've got each other. Yeah. And so then one morning so I was like two weeks late Mm. and I said to her I was like Hannah I'm two weeks late she was like take a test I was like no 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 I'll just ignore it and it'll go away (laughs) (laughs) but I I knew it like oh my god I I was like looking in the mirror I was like that something's different here (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah so I you know went and got a test in the morning I was very like hazy about the whole situation so I like went and did it and I was like I put my shower I'm just gonna go get a towel like very like I don't know ignoring the whole thing and then I was like I better check it oh and then I I picked up and I think the first thing I said so we did we actually just got a new flatmate she was upstairs and she said all she heard was my dad's gonna kill me so that's that's apparently my first thing but I just looked at and I was like oh crap I was like very upset so I went to the doctor um well, actually, so first I went and saw Josh. That's um, Nadia's dad. And he was in bed. And I just, I said, I've just taken a pregnancy test and I'm pregnant. And he was like, he was half asleep. He goes, it's all good. I was like, oh, okay. That's um, a bad reaction. Yeah, he was, I think he just was like, give us a hug. Oh. I don't know. You just, I don't know if he knew what we were going to choose yeah. to do about the pregnancy. Yeah. So he was just really like, yeah. it's just all supportive. Good. Like, we'll, it'll, yeah, just whatever. Yeah. I went straight into my sister's room, Hannah, shoved my pregnancy test in her face and said, you need to wake up right now. And she, like, literally opened her eyes, saw it, opened her duvet, and I just got in for a Aww. cuddle. Um, and I was like, I don't, I just, what, I, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, oh, I've just, oh, we've just settled in. She was like, man, you really ruined the 10 year plan. Oh, <laughs> you know, I'm so happy for you back then having Hannah yeah. in that moment. I know yeah like I yeah she's she's just like yeah she's we don't even like talk on like this friendship basis she's my sister I'll call her out like she we we just have such a different bond and she's someone who I can she rang me yesterday and she was like oh my gosh it's school holidays like can you have the girls and I was like yes sweet drop them over like it's just not it's not it's just not the same as friendship and I think some of my friends who do have sisters struggle to see like no she's just your friend Hannah I'm like no she's my sister like I she's my family you know um so yeah I'm so 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 grateful to have her in my life so like yes very sad I lost my mum but I gained such another beautiful woman in my world and so like an amazing way of looking at it yeah and I I just adore her as well so um Shout out to yeah. Hannah. <laughs> Shout out to Hannah. I told her, um, I was like, your name's going to be mentioned in, in the Aww. podcast. She was like, podcast what? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your pregnancy and 
um, how everything well how you made the decision firstly I guess to to keep the pregnancy and to have Nadia and then I guess those first few kind of days weeks months blur of finding yourself as a mum I yeah so I was adamant I was keeping her there was actually even though I was so upset at the beginning ended up going to the doctor to confirm the pregnancy and took a test there and I was so upset she brought in abortion pamphlets because she just based on my reaction I think she just totally assumed Mm. oh you're not happy with this so you're gonna go down this route um I have nothing against women who choose to do that at all Mm. yeah so that was but with her I just knew that I was going to keep her there was I was so upset because I knew life was going to change Mm. it wasn't upset almost that I was what had happened it was like man life's changing again and I think I was Mm. like almost crying for like myself and like the movement I had to go through Mm. when I just felt so scared and you know to shift so quickly I was like oh my gosh like yeah like what have I done but in like a oh why have I you know I've got I'm gonna be moving my life again and that's I think what made me upset as well um I didn't really give myself a chance to really settle into my put together my put together life (laughs) okay so my pregnancy was actually quite good but I think there's a fine line here between me being oblivious uh to things that happen I had no idea what pregnancy entails so even though I was like ECE teacher I was working with kids every day I was working in the zero to two age group as well so I felt really comfortable like with children Mm -hmm. um but had no clue about pregnancy and no clue of what to expect so things were changing quicker than I learned and um I didn't I was not prepared for the hormones as well like I (laughs) was just the smallest thing you don't realize how annoyed that will make you when you're pregnant and I think (laughs) yeah so just like finding ways to calm myself as well and being young you're just your brain's just not developed properly yet right and you're you're not mature enough and so to try and deal with a brand new relationship um plus a pregnancy plus all these like new hormones and feelings and changes in yourself it's just a bit of a whirlwind Mm. Mm. so I just so overwhelming yeah and then on top of that I think it was um the pregnancy just felt like a bit of a disappointment to everyone um which I think is something I definitely did not experience with having the boys later but with her it just felt like anyone I told it was like oh Oh, you know, and one of the, which I, I, I do understand it because like, it is such a huge thing to have a baby. It's bigger than what you think. But I guess for me, I was like, babies are meant to be like a joyful, happy time. And everyone that I tell is like not happy. Everyone is disappointed or Mm. needs a second to think about it. Or, you know, I think my closest girlfriends were really there for me. Um, but it was kind of like, you know, even strangers having opinions, like, would stare at my belly and kind of make faces and mm. things like that. It was just a little bit hard to navigate when you're trying to prove them that you're going to yeah. be a good mum and you're going to really give your all to this. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, the pregnancy itself was quite healthy and um, I kind of took the like eating for two a bit too far <laughs> I, I actually thought you could eat whatever you wanted and I gained 40 kgs <laughs> in my first pregnancy <laughs> it's a lot I got so hey bad. that's okay it's, oh. so bad. it's definitely okay also you're young enough that it just you know, yeah. falls off yeah I did it yeah I did it did come all off but yeah I just there was yeah so learning how to be healthy in pregnancy was something that um, I didn't have. Now, one thing that I really love now having the boys versus when I had Nadia was like the Facebook groups because coming into that Facebook group, having having Tate, I could instantly connect with people who are pregnant at the same time as me going through these like awful changes that happens, beautiful changes, emotional things, but 
you don't actually like before Facebook groups. I didn't have like there was no Facebook when I was pregnant with Nadia. All I had was to wait for the like parenting mm, groups, mm. and they're quite a bit yeah, later. Yeah, normally like last. So semester. I felt yeah. So I felt quite like isolated because yeah. I knew like none of my friends had babies. Um, no one I really knew had children. I was lucky enough that um, Josh, Nadia's dad, his sister was pregnant at the same time, so I kind of was able yeah. to bond with her. She was a she was a little bit older than me, but still first baby, still quite young. Mm. Um, so we were kind of trying to navigate: is this normal together? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the pregnancy itself I think was like really healthy, but it was just a lot of navigation yeah. mm. and trying to figure out what's normal who can I talk to for things I don't think my midwife was very helpful and um very supportive and was quite judgy things that I probably would Hmm. if I could go back I would change that I would be like I I would like a new midwife so how were your first few days how how was motherhood adjusting to motherhood for you and um and parenthood for Josh it was actually amazing I was so obsessed with her. It actually, I think the first moment I saw her, she was quite big. She was nine pound eight. So she was, she was a chunky monkey. Um, so she was born via C-section. They showed her over the curtain. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's a real person. That was like, (laughs) I'm actually in here because it's a real baby. There's a, I'm a mum now. Like all these things just click, click, clicked. And then I was holding her and I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck? Like, this is crazy. That first night was very hard. They kicked Josh out and, which I know this does happen. It actually happened in my second, my second pregnancy as well. And Tyson was asked to leave, um, who's my husband. Um, but yeah, so we got back to the room after having Nadia. We were all smitten, calling people and um, announcing it to our family and stuff that she had arrived. And my dad waited the entire C-section. So he didn't come in while I was in labor. I think he felt we not that cl- close in that way for him to like be in the room mm. while I'm going through labor and induction. It ended up being that I didn't dilate. So my cervix wouldn't go past four centimeters. It just sat oh. there for two days. <gasps> and I know now that sometimes that can last weeks. I know now there's different things that happen, but I was already two weeks over so I think there was just a little bit more prep time pressure yeah. um so I ended up having the cesarean um and then yeah we went back to our room and my dad was there and it was just like really really nice family visited I everyone come into hospital the next day which Aww. I loved and it just felt like oh my gosh look what I have to show yeah. off like um look and what I I've made <laughs> I know I was like this is so cool and I just really fell into it I remember going at Kinapadu I walked up to the ladies. I had no clue about um, postpartum contractions, mm. like when you're breastfeeding. Uh, yeah. And so I started feeding. I walked out feeding her, and I was like, I'm having really bad stomach pains, like really bad. And they were like, okay, you need to lie down. It's fine. I was like, okay, but it really hurts. <laughs> like oh. I was like almost in tears. I was like, what is this? And they're like, it's just your um, uterus contracting. I was like, what? why it's like she's out now I don't understand (laughs) um so I went and laid on my bed and I was like sitting there and I was quite upset this is also my 21st birthday so I was in hospital on my 21st so she was born five days before my 21st birthday so I'm sitting there crying suddenly Josh comes in my dad comes in I see someone down the hall when I was out there and I was like what but it just I was so focused on the pain I was having I was like not sure what's going on so I stopped feeding had some Panadol had like 20 minutes and but people were just there and I hadn't didn't know they were coming over so then they're like oh you should come down because Josh's sister had had her baby a week before me he said you should come down they've got the baby down there and I was like okay I'll I'll go for a walk I'll just chuck on a dressing gown walked down he had planned a whole 21st surprise birthday Um, and there was like my girlfriend and all his family and you know like just little gifts and nice things and a cake and my girlfriends had made a cheesecake because cheesecake is just my favorite so they made me a cheesecake and brought it in and it was just like a very special little moment and after that I was like 
I gotta go home. I can't stay here another yeah. night. <laughs> um, so we got home, and Josh actually went back to work the next day. Um, but I felt very good about that. That was a very mutual decision that we were happy to do. And I just really enjoyed those four weeks of I took the took the rules of no driving after a C section. So I was at home for four weeks, and just mm. there was no social media back then. I was addicted to her, oh. like. I remember even in the nights I was tired, but I was like, oh my gosh, like, you're just so cute. And, you know, I do remember feeling tired, but in the day I just loved hanging out with her and just being with her. And I feel like I really took to it because of my, I think a lot of confidence came from being an ECE um, teacher for those two years prior. I had like a confidence with babies and things. So there was a little bit of like the teacher in me, I think, coming through. Mm Um, and just being like, oh, you need a nap now, and this is this is what works, and we can wrap, and I knew some things like yeah. that. So um, that kind of yeah played a bit of a role in how I started raising her, was how I helped raise you know and look after the children at the daycare as well. So I kind of had that to bounce off. Yeah. Um, even took in like a couple of routines, like oh, you're six months old now. What was she doing at six? Oh yeah, okay, let's do this. Oh, that's like, great. These toys. Yeah, so I was able to kind of like reflect back on what I had done with other kids and stuff. Yeah. And it was really cool. Um, but I just, yeah, I loved being a mum. I let, I quit work. I said, I'm not coming back. I'm just going to be full-time stay at home. I had no idea what the future was going to hold. But I just said, I'm not coming back. It's I just want to be with her. Um, And then I guess we get into a bit of like a rough stage with Josh and mm-hmm. I. Um. So I don't know if you want to like dive in. Yeah, to go for talk it. Talk about yes. that. Um, okay, so Josh and I, obviously we were only together for five months before we got pregnant. Mm. And that was also knowing each other. Like we pretty much started dating as soon as we knew each other. Mm. And after those five months and we got pregnant, I just thought I'm not going to force myself to like have this relationship if it's yeah. not working. Mm-hmm. If it is working and we just go through some hard times, yes, obviously, I want to make it work. But if it's really not working, I'm not going to make it happen and commit to this for the rest of my life because I'm yeah. pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just like a decision I made really, really early on. So we got to a point and we were like, I can't emphasize how immature our brains probably works. And I think back on some things, I'm like, man, I probably really overreacted some of it. Um but also when you're going through postpartum you're just like hormonal and you're dealing with so many emotions and changes and sleepless nights yeah um and she she was a pretty good sleeper but she still woke up through the night till she was one and then you know as soon as she was in a bed she just came in my room every (laughs) night anyway um but I think we just got to a point where I felt like he wasn't invested in her and that could have just been he was 21 I think we were 22 he was 22 now he just would come home from work and it felt like we were kind of not the priority. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. think at that point I was like, I put her first and I also deserve to be put first. And mm. I feel like, I feel like I'm getting more frustrated and more cons from the relationship than I'm getting pros now. Yeah. And so it's kind of that balance for me of figuring out like, okay, what do I want to do here? And I am someone that when I make a decision, I usually stick to that decision um quite firmly and then I kind of as soon as I've made a decision I tend to drop emotion on it and I won't overthink I won't dive into how I feel I'll be like that's a decision we're moving on so I think there was a point where I was like okay um it's just not working for me and I think we need a break so I started with like I think we just I think we should have a break because he said he was like, nah, you're joking, or like, I'm not moving out, you know, and so I was like, let's just do one month, and just see how we feel after one month, mm. you know. And he moved out. Um, yeah, so it took a little, it took a couple of weeks, we did talk about it for a while, because I think, yeah, it was, I don't know, I didn't want it to be like my firm choice, I wanted it to be like, look, this is what's going on, this is how I'm feeling, if you mm. move out, and you want to try and work on being a dad, or being you know a good partner and things like that then maybe we'll rediscover things but to me it was really about um I wanted to break up I just used the break Mm. as a way to 
get him out I think but I knew that I was like I'm you're done no I don't want yeah. to continue yeah, yeah I was done and I think I get done in the relationship so it's very then easy for me to be like yeah okay cool bye um which obviously you can't do when you have a child together <laughs> yeah so it wasn't as um you know as cut off I think at the beginning obviously um so yeah we he finally moved out and Nadia was nine months old at that time um which was all a bit of a weird situation for me because it made me really reflect on my mum leaving and my dad being alone with me and now I was alone and I was like oh my gosh I'm just like my dad like now I'm a solo parent but the other parent is still here like Mm. how so good that he's still here he can still be with her we can still all love her and parent her together it's just we need to be able to do this from different homes and separately um so I think yeah the breakup was definitely a bit rough um but I seriously think I was really doing everything by myself anyway because once he moved out I was like I actually feel like I was already doing this the hard parts were if we ran out of milk it could be like can you go get that and I couldn't do that anymore. So if I was, if I had run out of milk or bread and she was in bed, I was like, oh crap, I've just got to wait till yeah. tomorrow. Like, got to figure it out in the morning and then yeah. get down there, you know, when she's awake or something. So it was just like, there were little bits like that. Or, you know, if my girlfriends were like, oh, we're going to go over to blah, blah, blah's house for a wine. Do you want to come? I'm like, I can't because there's no one here to look after my baby. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I did feel like that, yeah, there was a loss on my side of that because I was like, oh, actually, he did, you know, go and pick up things when I needed, and he did let me go out and see my friends, and I can't do that because I have her twenty four seven at the moment, you know. Um, so yeah, that was definitely like the things I faced at the very like beginning of like separating. Um, and then like from there, so obviously with co parenting, like how did you guys navigate that? And obviously, you were very young as well. Um. Like, did you yeah. have to put rules in place with that, or how did that work? So it wasn't like it straight away at all. There was So when he moved out, I don't actually think we saw him for about three, maybe three, four right. weeks. So I think he moved out, but he moved in with his friends. So he just got straight back into, like, pre-dad lifestyle. It was, yeah. I guess, living it, living it up while I was at home. Um, but... It, it did take a while. There was definitely, like, a, a very rough year. But he was absolutely adamant that he was going to be in her life. We knew that from the moment we split up, there was no question that he um, was not going to be part of her life. And I think his family... So he's one of six. Oh, wow. um, and in addition to this story is that he's also lost his mum right. as well. So we had a very big bond on his family being our support system his brothers and sisters and stuff so um i think they were very encouraging like that's your daughter you're gonna keep looking Mm. after her and i think they really made sure uh that he stepped up as well to keep being like actually yeah i do have to see her weekly or or fortnightly i do have to make sure i take her out and spend time and grow that relationship so i think his family were really um really really good in that way of making him be part of her life even though I think he did want to be I think they really encouraged it yeah it's good um and then how we kind of figured it out so years and years ago I was watching The Bachelor and there's this one episode where it's absolutely stuck with me forever and this is like before Josh before Nadia and I was watching it and this they went back to the woman's hometown and she had her mum and dad there and her mum had her new husband and her dad had his new wife so there were four parents at the table and I remember watching it and I didn't like I don't know I guess I didn't think anything of it when I first was like watching the episode and then the bachelor said to the parents like oh how do you guys all be in the same room together you know because you've broken up and you're both remarried and how Mm. how can this be such a calm you know manner kind of thing at the table and the dad said um we're just more people that love her it's not about like 
us it's not about us and what we've been through it's actually yeah. we're all about her and yeah. that we can make it work because of her and that she shouldn't have to go through parents separating to cause pain but it's just like now she's gained two extra parents mm. and you know they make it work because they know that this is a lifelong commitment that you have yeah. to each other as well it's you want to be there at their 16th and at their 21st and at their baby's birthdays and yeah. you know like all those really big um parts of your children's life you both want to be able to be there i've mm. got friends whose parents can't be in the same room can't attend to the same parties and i just think that puts so much pressure on the child mm. to navigate that like oh who's going to come oh she doesn't want to come if, if they're there and I just think that's not the child's problem at all. Um, mm. It's just so hard and also seeing, I don't know, parents that don't get along will sometimes say bad things about the other parent to the child. Yeah. And I just, I don't think that that's something for the child. The child loves their parents. It doesn't really matter what they mm. do, you know. It's um, the problem sits, I guess, initially with just the adults. And I think it's really sad when it comes down pass like passes down to the child and you want to role model to your kids healthy relationships even if they're not you know loving relationships who remain together you still want to role play you know role play sorry role model um (laughs) like healthy adult relationships as friends or co-parents yeah yeah that's exactly right i think that is super important for us i yeah so that like bachelor episode has kind of been like in the back of my head for like my entire life I think because I just thought it was such a beautiful moment yeah um and then kind of as we went into co-parenting I knew obviously growing up with my dad that my relationship with him was worth keeping and that her relationship with her dad was worth keeping and big picture I was like it doesn't matter what petty things we've actually been through and the disagreements and the arguments because they can all be in the past and going forward in that big picture thinking it's like I I don't want to have any problems I don't want her to have any issues from us or have any um, problems around like yeah who to invite to her birthday or whose house is we staying at or that we don't communicate or anything so the way that we co-parent is um very very natural we've never been through the courts it's always been something that I've really tried to invest in communication and being very clear and being very respectful of each other that we both have lives also being very flexible I think things Mm. come up in both of our lives and we've got to say hey can I switch my day hey can we um can I pick Mm. her up earlier or drop her off later and just being flexible not being like been a dick like just not yeah you know just not being like no it's five o'clock and that's it and whatever it has taken time to build up the respect and build up Mm. the flexibility and build those things as we've matured as adults as Mm -hmm. well but um it did start like the first year or two maybe was a bit rough and really kind of like figuring it out but still having arguments and things like that maybe it was still a bit raw as well um but I think once we kind of like navigated out of that, we were able to like just get along. So co-parenting to me, it looks like friendship. It looks like respect. It looks like kindness. It looks like being able to communicate. And mm-hmm. Nadia knows that we talk and there is no getting away with one of us or, you know, it's not like, oh, well, you can talk to him or you know i it's i will always talk to him i will bring him we have got no rules about when to call yeah or anything if he needs to know something he can ring me cool. anytime he knows that and um, he actually funny enough lives two streets away from me oh. so, <laughs> so he's always driving past anyway um it makes but it we easy. just yeah makes it easy and she at the moment he's living like with his sister and she has to stay on the couch and she doesn't like that because now she's 12 she's kind of a bit like I want my privacy and blah 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 yeah. so she's not staying there the night in the moment so she'll go for dinner and then she like kind of comes home um, um, another part that's really important to me actually is that I really want Nadia to see us getting along so when we answer the door it's like hey how you going Yeah. Um, not just being around each other to like stand each other but we've actually built a friendship to like chat and have a laugh sometimes or um he's actually got a son who's 
five or five and he loves our son Tay. Well, they get along really good. So sometimes Mason will just run into my house and go play with Tay. Cool. And we, we've, we've just learned to like open our homes and be like, this is Nadia's home. And we never want her to feel uncomfortable that someone can't be here Yeah. because of like adult relationships, you know? Um, so yeah, we've really, we, we've worked really hard on just like communication is like the, the biggest thing for me. Um, and just friendship yeah along yeah that's so fantastic to hear that's amazing um so then obviously tyson came into your life uh, which is very exciting how did how does that work then with him being a step parent and how did you and josh navigate that then as co-parents um yeah what did you have to put more kind of rules and boundaries in place or was that just quite an organic thing that happened yeah, when when I met Tyson, um, we actually met on Tinder. <laughs> so we're a swipe right success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I guess so. I was twenty four and he was twenty two, and when we met, I I don't think I went into any relationship expecting this to be like the person of my who I was going to marry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I just, it was, I guess, just dating and seeing who people were and stuff. When we first got together, my main focus was, um, I'm going to just figure out if we have something first. Yeah. And then if I think we actually have something, I will introduce Nadia quite quickly because okay, yeah. I don't think he would really know me without her. So the first part to me was just, and when I say the first part, I'm talking like two weeks. I'm like, I'm figuring out, is this someone who I could really be like, yeah, I could have a relationship with you. Yeah. So I think you can, some people you just know quite quickly and I knew what I wanted and I knew what I didn't want. So Are you upfront about um, having a daughter you know, like as soon as you yeah. start talking? Yeah. Well, I mean, not day one, but <laughs> <laughs> day one was just like, you know, do we have a, is there a vibe here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Day two, I met, I don't know if I, I actually can't remember exactly. I don't know if I mentioned like I have a daughter, but I think I was like, oh, me and my daughter are going here. Yeah. Oh, okay. like maybe yeah. it was like a, what are you doing today? Yeah. So I kind of just threw, threw it out like a fishing line and just see what I caught back. <laughs> yeah. And he made no comment oh. about it. It was just like, cool, sounds good. As if he already knew. Right. But there's no way he would have known. Yeah. Um, He's probably like, did so, I miss that she told me that already? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Classic guy. That's fine. I know, yeah. Just be like, oh, well, let's just pretend I told yeah. you. Um, so I kind of, yeah, threw that out on like day two because I think it's very, it's it has been very quick other times where it's like, oh, you got a kid that's, yeah, I can find a 24-year-old without a kid. Yeah. Is. So, you know, um, so I think some people see it as, a big big relationship going which it is it, it truly is but it doesn't have to be so much so fast like mm. it can still be slow and you can adapt and it slowly things happen and it gets better but so he didn't he wasn't scared off we ended up meeting and after like two weeks I was like okay I think I think we're almost there we're almost there and he was like okay like I don't mind. I'll meet her tonight. And I was like, no, no, not tonight. I'm going to put her to bed. He goes, oh, well, I'm going to come over. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, crap, no, you can't come over because she's here and I haven't introduced you. We ended up having a 2 a.m. introduction in my bed (laughs) because, and it was just not, I wouldn't recommend it at all. (laughs) I I tried to like hide him under the cover. And then she was like, mum, who's that? And I was like, oh, man. Okay, get up. So, Nadia, this is Tyson. <laughs> like, it was, and it was like, oh, my gosh. Early hours in the morning. That was, yeah, that was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but I, I wish I had saved it for, like, a daytime thing. But that, that's okay. <laughs> I don't happen. think she remembers. Yeah, yeah she, she was three and a half when like this went down so I don't think she's got like any core memory of this but um yeah so we just like the most important thing to me at the beginning was just getting along like he was just like any other friend his role was only to just 
play and be happy and joyful to yeah. her and um you know treat her like she's a she's a child and how would you treat a child you play a game with them or you'd uh, just have a chat with them or let them yeah. show you their new magic trick or whatever it was. So I really just allowed them to find their friendship. Yeah. And I just said, look, if you see her doing anything, like, I don't know, climbing out the window, <laughs> um, you can say, like, oh, don't do that. That's not safe because I would expect my friends to say yeah, that as well. yeah. yeah. But if there's something where you're like, oh, I saw this and I'm not sure about that, I'm like, cool, I'll, I deal. Yeah, like, yeah. That's my area. And I don't want him to ever feel uncomfortable. Mm. Plus, like, I don't want her to feel uncomfortable either. Like, I want her relationship to be with a friendship with him and I'm the parent in the situation. Yeah. Okay. Um, she called him Tyson up until we had Tate. I think he, he might have been Daddy Tyson. For a little bit there, maybe. I can't remember if that was actually what we started with Tate, Daddy Tice, if that kind of started. Um, but, yeah, so it was definitely, like, Ticey. She used to call him Ticey. And their thing was just friendship. And I said to him from the beginning that my relationship with Josh is very important to me. Yeah. And we did have to set some new rules about that because Josh would happily just walk into my house, make a coffee, and wait for Nadia to get ready to go with him and I was comfortable with that because I was like well this is great we get along so well what more could I ask for and she can see him she's like dad come see my room come look at this picture on the fridge and I was like go for it like this is her home you are absolutely allowed to come in here now when Ty's kind of came in there was like Josh is still my ex you know and there's not many guys who do have to deal with an ex three days a week yeah (laughs) so I had to kind of compromise as you do in relationships about okay this is how it was for me but I understand how you must feel and trying to put you know myself in that position being like how would I feel if a woman was walking in happily and I'm you know you could tell that Josh and I had known each other for a few years now we had established a you know a friendship and we had a relationship and it was it was clear that we just got along and Tyson was I guess you know still new we were still getting to know each other and mm. it may have felt a little bit um I don't know what the word is but like I don't know maybe Tyson uh, maybe Tyson felt out of place when mm. he was around and I didn't I didn't want him to feel like that in our home so what in my home um, so we slowly like would have conversations about it and he's not one to usually bring up any conflict but he was like look this is bugging me and stuff so we would just talk through it and I'd be like what would you be comfortable with he said honestly I'd rather him knock at the door not just come in you know and I was like okay cool so I had to you know talk to him be like hey look I think we need to just set some new boundaries he kind of was like oh whatever like <laughs> It's fine, and kind of, and there was a few times where he just walked in. I was like, Josh, maybe you've got a knock, you know. So gently, gently, like um, moving our relationship as well, because I'm like shifting me and my boyfriend, but I'm also shifting me and my co-parent, yeah, you know, relationship as well. So just like shifting them both, where we all still work properly. So trying to just be really thoughtful of the situation, but also making sure that I'm comfortable, Nadia's comfortable. Mm. Because out of all of it, she's the main thing here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but I said, oh, if Nadia invites him inside, that is okay with me. And you will have to learn to be okay yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, if she wants him to see her room, there's no boundary to that. Yeah. Like, um, and so it was like, I'll give a little bit, you got to give a little too. Yeah. And this is kind of what you've signed up for, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. So try to navigate that part. Um. And then, yeah, I guess the rules just kind of changed a little bit when we moved house and we had our boys as well. So definitely, mm. like, the knock on the door, the waiting outside, that's part of what we have today. And, um, but also, like, part of that with um, Tyson is that he can go to the door now and be like, hey, man, what's up? And, yeah. like, to me, he knows that that's important for me as well and it's important that they get along. For Nadia, I want her to be like, I have two dads. I don't have like any awkwardness between yeah. them I can mm. talk so sometimes we get a bit confused because she's like dad did this with me the other day and then with dad I did this I'm like who are you talking about <laughs> like I don't know who you're talking <laughs> about um and even on the phone I'll ring her she's with Josh and 
I'll say, oh, um, Dad said bye. And she's like, bye, Dad. And Dad, like her other dad, is next yeah. to her. And he's comfortable with that too. He's like, oh. he raises her oh, as well. So amazing. he's like God, what very a positive, mature about that. loving relationship for so all of us. So it's yeah. just like really good all round, but definitely like these conversations have been had. It's been a building process. Mm. And I guess like some things maybe felt a little bit awkward at times but because they've just happened over and over you just get used to the way we deal with it and I think everyone feels comfortable if at any point not, not someone's not comfortable it's usually me that will get that person coming to me I'm the core of it mm-hmm. and the communicator so I will have them coming to me being like hey I'm not cool about this or I'm not you know this I'd like this to change or something and so then I just will re-communicate that as best as possible so that we can all again like you know work together um, sounds like for the best of now like any relationship communication is key yeah yeah key. it's so key and like yeah I'll ring him and update him about like sports things and um, school things and then you know next minute I'm on the phone with my husband and sometimes I'll be with a friend and I'll get one call from Tice and then 10 minutes later I get a call from Josh and I'm like oh it's husband number yeah. two like it's just <laughs> because I'm like I have to I do have to manage both of those relationships yeah um so yeah navigating that um that unison has been not easy but it's just been like really important to me so Mm. it's been a priority and I think because it's a priority I've really really worked at making sure everyone's comfortable and feeling like it's working for all of us and working for Nadia most of all yeah you honestly you sound like um Nadia's just so lucky I think because it sounds like you really you really work hard at both of those relationships when like one relationship is hard sometimes to work at you know and and but then also you're you're working on her relationship with both of them you know there's so many different elements at play here that yeah Yeah. um I'm sure when she's older Nadia's going to appreciate so much um how hard you've worked at at this for her benefit and I guess like you said you have drawn from like your experiences when you were a child and, like, and the bachelor yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the bachelor of course yeah <laughs> yeah I think my reflection on my um step parent relationship was that it didn't it wasn't what I had dreamed of mm. we have I've worked so hard on that relationship with my stepmom as well and we have such a good friendship oh, now. amazing um but there was like a decade of no talking and a decade of awkwardness and my dad was the one in the middle like being like oh we can do this we can't do this and I was like man this is so uncomfortable like Mm. I'm just gonna make it work I'm just gonna put in a little bit of work and just slowly chipped away and now it's like so so great and she's so great with the kids too um and I think to me I was like I never want that part though like I I don't want that part I want I'm like she's Nadia's got two parents plus me she did have um josh's partner who is still actively involved obviously because they have a son and her and i get along really well as well um so sometimes if she's dropping mason off she'll pick up nadia and drop her off too so So we kind of just we just all really really work together and i think it's yeah it's just a really important part of when you go into a co-parenting situation you have to be big picture view you have Mm. to look at it like okay this is not about me and what we've been through and why we didn't work it's actually about the children and how we can make it work going forward for them and being you know communication is key being flexible being respectful and just like keeping kind to each other Mm. and eventually it does get easier oh you've done such a great job yeah, God, and that's oh, yeah. You. you really, really have. It's lovely. It's it's lovely to still listen to. Like it's just <laughs> such a pleasure listening to you talking about it. Oh, thank you. Mm. It's so nice to share. I feel like um, I I do love the story. Yeah, like I love I love where we've been through and what we've gone through and um, seeing how we've just like keep going up and up with our relationships and our our life and um, yeah, best is yet to come probably oh loved yeah loved talking to you and and it's just um I feel like so often you see 
or you hear really negative um, comments or just experiences of blended families and co-parenting and I just I love so much hearing how positive your experience is and I think it's so it's like Georgia said everyone can take something from it whether we're you know co-parenting you know with, with someone outside our relationship or not yeah yeah I think it's it's definitely something that I reckon anyone can even apply to their normal relationship yeah I was just thinking that (laughs) you know how maybe how to just manage parenting in general is like that's I feel like it's the same thing with co-parenting you just have to kind of stick to those basics of Mm. communication and respect for each other and being flexible and knowing that things happen Um, and respecting different relationships like your own yeah yours with your child theirs with your child you know it's so much to think about so so many relationships in a family too yeah think about so yeah what's another one (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you so so much Britt thank you for having me no worries